Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Burley and the Fan. How was your uh, evening last night, Mr. Burley? It was good. I enjoyed um, MLB postseason baseball. The Rays look, you know, as good as, as, as anybody in the whole league right now, whole major league. They beat up on the Red Sox. They get them again today with the Red Sox ace Chris Sale on the mound. I think the Rays win again tonight honestly and then uh, I enjoyed that NFC West matchup which I've harped on this a lot all, all season long the NFC West is my favorite division out of all of them right now because I just think that division is so so flashy so sexy so you know high powered great quarterback play great coaches you know great defenses I think that's just a, a spectacular division and I think the Rams took care of uh the Seahawks last night, and I think Seattle's probably the worst out of the four teams there. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, mm. all you got in Seattle is uh, Russell Russell Wilson, and and he, uh, and he may be gone. It. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting anywhere. Like Pete Carroll is getting out coached by all three of these younger guys every time they play. You know, Russ is. It's one thing to have the best quarterback in the division. It's another thing to then look at the team and say, okay, well, we have by far the worst team out of all four NFC West teams. And the quarterback play, it's not like the gap is Tom Brady versus everybody else in the AFC East. It is, I mean, Tyler Murray's having a better season than than Russ is right now. Stafford's neck and neck with Russ. You know what I mean? Jimmy G and Trey Lance, they're no slouch. It's uh, uh, The game last night was very interesting to watch. Uh, Geno Smith actually impressed the heck out of me. I, I think he might still have some quarterback in him. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson, it's, hey, if, if it's a tendon in his finger that's broken or that's snapped, um, Hey, y'all better get ready because Geno Smith is gonna be your answer for for about six weeks. Mm. Um, but he really didn't do that bad of a job when he came in. Uh, no, he didn't. He played well. But Stafford, I, I last night was the the night of quarterbacks getting hurt. Uh. Matt Stafford ended up getting hurt as well. Still threw 25 for 37. He still threw over 300 yards. Yeah. Uh, both this sides. Seattle's defense. Seattle's defense is horrible. They are. I heard something this morning. They're on pace to. They are on pace to have them given up the most yards in the Super Bowl era. Oh. Ooh, I I didn't even check my uh, I didn't even check the PFF stats. I mean, their defense is just horrible. 
it's uh, it's atrocious that they got a bad contract with with Jamal Adams. They're paying him all this money, and they can't. They need the they need to spread that money throughout the entire defense because Jamal Adams is the only guy they have, only and, guy that's playing. And Jamal's good, but he he can't cover the entire team. Uh, I'm going to PFF right now. I want to see where Seattle's defense is ranked. It can't. It's got to be last. Has to be. I like I said, it was an interesting game last night. Uh, okay, defense. Well, they're not last. Kansas they City. Are, they are ranked twentieth. Mm. Uh, but how's that possible? They they've given up the most yards, have they not? Uh, well, because you have teams behind them like the Detroit Lions or the Philadelphia Eagles or the New York Jets. Or the Kansas City, <laughs> or the Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens. Their defenses uh, are horrible, too. Actually, Kansas City Chiefs' defense is second to last. The only one worse than that is Detroit. Mm-hmm. So... the. And remember when when PFF does its rankings, it's it's not just the the passing, it's the rushing, it's it's everything. Um, I'm sure that if I went into the rushing stats, you'd see Seattle almost at the bottom. I mean, it, no, no, they've given up the most rushing yards. That is a fact. Yeah, it's it's a. And- and you know what? You know what the thing is? You know how you know what the, the key indicator that the Seattle Seahawks defense was going to be horrible when they had a two possession lead in the second half against the Tennessee Titans, who are a run dominant football team, and they allowed them to come back and beat them at home. That totally is when we knew. Totally. Uh yeah, I I blame I blame everything on, on the uniforms. Those have to be the ugliest uniforms I've ever seen. Um, it was hard to watch that game. It, it, it's, it was. Uh, I was actually glad to see Geno Smith come in because I thought maybe this will will give a spark to this team. Not. You saw punters. You saw punters from uh, the the punter from uh, from Seattle. He's actually pretty good. Yeah, they both are actually. <laughs> they were both they were both kicking the ball all over the place. The dude from Seattle had the did you see the double kick that he had? Yeah. That was, <laughs> was something like, this else. Is, this is awesome. It's, and you know what else is awesome? And he is a punter, so he should know this. But the rule for that actually just changed the beginning of this season. Nobody on the field knew it except him. I mean, yeah, granted, he's a punter, so you, he should know that rule. But, I mean, even the broadcasters up in the booth, Aikman and Joe Buck, they were sitting there saying, well, this is coming back. And they were thrown off guard when they got the ball down there at the 10-yard line. Oh, yeah. So this, is, this is a new rule implemented at the beginning of this season. So, I mean, that that's great for, them, for him to know about that. And it was a hell of a play. It, it really was. It, it... Like I said, this game was fun to watch, but it was also painful to watch. Uh, I wanted to uh, let me let me go into. I actually have the news uh, feed opened up for Seattle. They have posted this morning that Russell Wilson's finger will undergo an MRI today. Um, Gee, thanks that he is still possibly going to go uh go under the knife if he goes under the knife you know you got to yeah. figure he's going to be he's going to be out for for 6 to 8 games if he goes under the knife right now they're saying that he can't can't move the finger at all so yeah that's i mean it didn't look good but really, even with Russ, I mean, they're, I mean, they're just, 
I think they're the worst team in the in the division with Russ, without Russ. It doesn't matter. And it, well, they're they're upended as far as money goes. They're they're spending way too much money on certain people, and a, the the only way that I mean, you 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 would love to keep your core team. But honestly, the minute that that you got rid of that defense that you had with with uh, uh, Sheldon um, Richardson, yeah. Uh, once once you broke up that defense, this team has not been the same. At some no. point in time, you got to start thinking about cutting your losses. Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. I like him, but when Geno Smith can come in and give you the exact same stats that Russell Wilson gave you, that's when it's time for you to start thinking about the future. It's time to get a rookie quarterback in there, uh, dump some of this money, and and build up your stupid defense because if you can't if you can't stop the rush, you're done in this league right now. Just just with the way that teams are playing, the rush is the one area that people are having problems with. Um, yeah. The, um, <clears throat> I mean, everybody in, in, there's only, let's see, there's only about 10 teams, a handful of teams who are giving up less than 100 yards on the ground per game. And about half of those are giving up 90 plus. So the Bucks are the Bucks defense is actually the best, which is surprising. They're only giving up 47 and a half uh, rushing yards per game. The Saints defense gives up 66, and the Browns defense gives up 66 and a half rushing yards per game, <sighs> which is a which is amazing, which is great. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh let's let's look around the league. Uh what what do we have coming up this weekend? Actually a boring NFL Sunday if you ask me. I mean every I mean I'm going to be laughing at myself when I am glued to the TV literally from 9 a.m. until 11 p.m. because there's a game in London. And and you bet your ass I'm going to be watching the New York Jets versus the Atlanta Falcons at 9 a.m. on oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, going to be, that's going to be exciting. Um, yes. Uh, you, you do have a few games, though, that, that do stand out. Uh, the... Uh, I have three. Uh, we, we have... We have the Browns versus the Chargers. I, yeah. I I think we should probably knock this out right away. Sure. Um, this is the the one game that that all of us here at the Cleveland Sports Fan uh, have listed as the Browns will lose it. Um, I don't really? know. Yeah, all, all of us had predicted that. Yeah, we did. We did at the beginning of the season. I remember I had the Chargers beating the uh, the Browns here. And actually, I think even on Tuesday and Wednesday, I might have had the Browns losing to the Chargers here. But let me just – let me explain something to you. I'm waiting actually, with anticipation. I look – we just talked about rushing rushing yards per game. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Browns are third. They give up 66 and a half. Well, fourth worst in the league is the Chargers, who gives up 139 and a half yards per game. And they have not had to go up against Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and arguably the best offensive line in the National Football League. They haven't had to do that yet. I think the Chargers are going to have a problem stopping the run against Cleveland. I think this is going to be a a similar game to Minnesota. Here's the kicker. It's obvious that LA knows that Cleveland's going to run the ball. What does LA do exceptionally well? They are very good in the pass game on defense. They only allow 192 yards a game throwing the ball. 
And you may think as a Cleveland fan, and this is why I was thinking Chargers, okay? I will say, the, the numbers line up, the Chargers should win this game. You got to assume that the Browns are going to run the ball, the Chargers will stack the box, and they are going to force Baker Mayfield to throw and beat their defense. That's what's going to happen. The Browns' defense is really good on both ends, uh, pass defense and run defense. I think the Browns are going to be in a situation where Baker Mayfield is going to have to win the game for Cleveland, and I think that the, I think that he does. I think that I think that it hurts Baker the way that he played in Minnesota. I think we have the same storylines, same headlines, same themes, same everything. Brown's going on the road to a dome. They're going to play a high-powered offense, and it's going to be a low-scoring game. Why? Because the Browns' defense, they only give up 183 passing yards a game, and they give up 66 rushing yards per game. They've given up, they've given up 1,001 yards through four games of the NFL season. That's 250 a pop. They have the better defense. They have the better team. They have the better coach. And you can give me Baker Mayfield over a, a guy in his sophomore season. I love Justin Herbert, but I've changed my path on this, man. I really have. I think the Browns are going to win this one. I think Baker Mayfield wins this game on a game-winning drive. Browns win 17-16. Mm, 17-16. On a game-winning drive led out by uh. Baker Mayfield himself. But I do think it's a low-scoring game, very similar to Minnesota. It It's definitely going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, uh, the, the Chargers have kept every team that they have played under, 20 po 20, uh, under 24 points, 24 points or less yes. through, through the season. So... You're talking about a really, really strong defense. Um, they they will shut down the rush. I do believe, uh, and that's gonna be gonna be key for them. This this puts this puts everything on the shoulders of Baker Mayfield. He's gonna have to pass his way into scoring, and and. and We've we've seen earlier this year he's got it, but can he push his team into into a win? This is this is probably the second game this year that Baker Mayfield is going to be challenged with having to to finish the game. Yeah, and and I just I just think that I would I can't come on this show and, and say that he's not going to do that. That's that is that's my quarterback, all right. And I'm going to ride with him and take him to the top. This, like I said, it's not just it's just not it's not just Baker. Stefanski's the better coach. The defense we have a better defense. We have a better uh, defensive front seven. We have better weapons on offense. Here's the problem. Here's where. Here's what's going to get the Browns and Baker Mayfield in trouble if the Chargers take an early lead, a two possession lead early in the game. Because I think, honestly, that's what they're going to want to try to do. They are going to want to try to run up this score early to force Baker Mayfield to throw his way back into the game. And that's not what the Browns are going to want to do. The Browns are going to want the ball first. If the Browns win the toss, they will take the ball first. Last week, they won the toss and they elected to take the ball in the second half. I don't think they're going to do that this week. I think they get the ball and they, they methodically – march down the field, take seven, eight minutes off that clock, right off rip, and get three points minimum. Yeah, I, I, I really believe that the first team that scores in this game is going to be the team that wins. Uh, and, and it, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can – I think I, I have to stick with, with the Chargers winning, but it's going to be something weird. It's going to be something like 14 to 10. Uh, I, I just, 
I I I don't know if I if I can change my mind yet. That this all comes down on on Baker, which is which is sad because he had a really rough outing last week. Uh, right. But I also believe that that rough outing from last week could motivate him into into the win. Um, sure. Money wise, money wise, I I gotta stick with the Chargers. I I can't I can't put my faith in the Browns yet. Um, and, and maybe that's just me being old and having yeah. seen them be bad as long as I have. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I get. Uh, so so we're we're in disagreement there. My second game of the night is going to come at 7:20 in the evening on Sunday and that's the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now this will not be a low scoring game. No 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 not a chance. I do believe that that my little Patrick Mahomes on my on my uh fantasy football team um is going to get me a lot of points this weekend. Yeah. But I have seen Kansas City be a little bit more in turmoil and I think the Bills are gelling and Josh Allen's going to pull out a win here. I can tell by your face that you're looking at me going, that's not going to happen. But I don't, I don't um, think I'm not saying that it could happen, but he's, he's, he would have to, he has to be the same guy all 60 minutes of the game. You mm-hmm. cannot take a lead in the first half. We've seen this with Cleveland. You cannot take that lead and then dog it in the second half. You you are subject to having one of the greatest games of your career. You could throw four touchdowns. You could have a three-touchdown lead at halftime. You throw one interception in the second half. Patrick Mahomes does a kick flip and, and makes a smoothie while doing it. You're screwed. The – I, I – I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. The thing about the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills defense is ranked number one. Yeah, they've given up the the least amount of yards. Second would be Cleveland. Uh, the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs is ranked thirtieth. There's, I, I don't care if you're. You're Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. When you're going up against the number one defense, uh, you're. It, this is going to be a tough game for Kansas City. I just do not see him being able to pull pull this out. He's so. Let's talk about how the the Bills are. Let's talk about the story behind how they got to the number one defense through four weeks. They played the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. They played the Miami Dolphins. Mm, they played yeah. the they played the Washington football team. And last week they played the Houston Texans. None of those quarterbacks or none of those teams have a quarterback. So so none what you're saying is that this is the first real offense that they've gone up against. It's not even close. Like, the Bills, they got a gift from the NFL, and they're not 4-0. How? I don't know. Literally got a gift from the NFL to say, here you go, Buffalo. Start the season 4-0. We want you to be the number one seed in the postseason. Kansas City's going to come play you. And they screwed it up by losing to Pittsburgh in week one at home. I'm off the bills. I don't care. The Chiefs are going to win this game. But I will say, the mm. Chiefs defense mm. the Chiefs defense is horrible. And the Bills defense is firing on all cylinders. But again, 
Look at the teams that they're playing. Uh, I have, I have watched. Um, okay, where's? Let me bring up the stats for for my for my little guy here. Um, Mr. Josh Allen has improved his completion rate in every game once again this year, just like he did last year. Uh, if Josh Allen goes through this game with no interceptions, there is no way that Kansas City can beat them. Right. I agree. Uh, if if we get the Josh Allen that's going to throw two interceptions in the game, Kansas City will stomp all over you because Kansas City right now is a team that all they can do is take advantage of your mistakes. Yeah. That's that's the whole reason we lost to them because they took advantage of the mistakes that we made. We could have beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. We're that good of a team, but it just didn't happen. Anyways, so so we now have two games that you and I don't disagree with. What's your, what's your third game that you're – you said you had go, three. Yeah, I'm going to go back to that NFC West out in Arizona. The Cardinals and the 49ers. I smell an upset here. I smell an upset here. The uh, and it, it really shouldn't be an upset, but records show that it would be an upset. Cardinals 4-0, Niners 2-2. Two two. Quarterback issues over in uh, San Francisco, as long as they can figure that out, I do believe that San Francisco will win this division. And I think they're going to beat the Cardinals this week. Listen, it's not easy, and Russell Wilson just showed you this. It's not easy to go back-to-back games against the Rams and the 49ers, and that's what Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray is about to do. It's not easy. I mean, he did beat the Rams last week. I I just don't see – I see the trend – Russ beat the Niners last week, loses to the Rams last night. Cardinals beat the Rams last week. They're going to lose to the 49ers this weekend. Kyler Murray is one of the best quarterbacks I've seen uh, in in the past three years. I am all about Kyler Murray. I think you are absolutely correct. I think Jimmy G pulls off the uh, the upset here. Um there's there's something about San Francisco and and we've seen it throughout this season where they're playing better ball every week this is another team that's 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 kind of like the Cleveland Browns where where they start off slow but they're gonna pick up towards the end Arizona's going into this game with with a full head of steam thinking that they're they're hot shit on a silver platter when they're they're gonna end up being cold crap on a paper plate this weekend i they're they think nobody can beat them they're they're what the the only team that's four and oh right now yeah yeah they could be five and oh like i said the i mean san francisco's got to they're figuring out their quarterback problem right now uh i actually heard that 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 trey lance is going to start against Arizona, but that could still be up in the air. I don't know. I just think that I'm I'm really targeting that defense going against Kyler Murray. I think it's very hard to win two games in a row in that division going up against those two front sevens. I mean, those two front sevens are 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 one of the best in the league. Uh, yeah. I like I said, I love Kyler. Um, I I don't know. Oh, I was actually going to mention this. The San Francisco is a, San Francisco has a lot of good pieces. San Francisco is a good team. Their coaching, their management, really need to sit down and figure out what's going on. They've got to get over this two quarterback thing because you're never going to get your football team to to come together if if half of them are are for 
for Trey and the other half are for Jimmy G. Right. This um, isn't a Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers deal. This is totally different. Yeah, it, this is 100% different because of the fact that you've got you've got two really good quarterbacks. I don't think Jimmy G is is as good as as Trey, but Trey doesn't have the experience yet. Um Right. I I see what they're I see the dilemma that they're in, but you've got to make a decision. We've we saw it we saw it when we were dealing with uh uh the whole Johnny Manziel and the five other quarterbacks that played that season. Uh, you, you can't have multiple quarterbacks. It doesn't work. You've got to pick yeah. one system and let it go. Uh, with that being said, the Cardinals offense is ranked two, number two in the league. Uh, Kyler Murray's completion rate is insane. Yeah. So I I think this is going to be a tough game but but like I said that that defense San Francisco's defense is going to be what what shuts down uh the Cardinals. Um that's kind of like the last game that I had on on my Me too. everything else is kind of a sleeper. Um everything uh my weekend will probably be consumed uh everything else baseball related i well before we get into baseball there is one other game that i may actually watch and that's going to be tennessee jacksonville i could see why you would want to watch that well yeah we need to figure out if urban meyer is going to walk out on that field um well that's not even what i was thinking of i was thinking along the lines of the jets beat the titans last week they were I mean, the Jets and the the Jags are the are the worst two teams in the league. With the Houston Texans, they get them back to back. They lost the game to the Jets, so my eye is going to be on the Titans to see how not if they can just win. I want to see how they respond. I think uh, I, I I think that this is going to be a a big test. Um, I I think. I think Jacksonville's going to come with all of the bad press that has happened this week with with Urban. I have this funny feeling that I, I've always said negativity brings the best out of people, and this team is either going to really rally behind Urban Meyer and be a beast this weekend. We've watched them; they're not the worst team in the world. You have a very young rookie quarterback who's still learning. Uh, if you look back at Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield's first years, they they weren't they weren't the best. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. I I don't know. I don't know if Jacksonville can can work through the the question is is Urban Meyer going to be able to keep his head straight with everything that's going on i mean that's a that's a question i just think that i mean to be honest with you i think it's none of the jags business well it's, i think the, i think the jags i think the jags um main concern should have just been yo we're paying you to be the head coach of this football team you need to you know maybe not go out to bars after you know a showdown on thursday night football so maybe that's what the only thing I would think of. But as far as like his issues with his wife and his family, I mean, that's personal problem. That is, I mean, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter to the organization. It shouldn't matter to it, the fans. It shouldn't well, matter to anybody but his family. You know, uh, I I go home and, and drink beer after a show. Does that matter to my boss? No. No. Um. That that's, I I one hundred percent agree with you. I I I don't. I'm not the person. I'm not the person to ask whether he, what he did was morally correct or not. I mean, I'm a fifty three year old man. If I had a twenty four year old woman rubbing up against me, uh, yeah, I, I'd probably do the same thing that Urban Meyer did. 
Yeah, um, but there's just a difference. There's a difference if you are, you know, a standard, I don't know. Uh, Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo, who's driving truck, delivering, you know, bread. I, it doesn't matter. Like, you want to go have an affair and do whatever you want. That's on you. That's your choice. My problem with Urban is you're the coach of an NFL football team. You can't just do that openly like you and I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a dumb topic and I don't even think the Jags need to worry about it. Just play football. You know, Urban screwed at home. Let him be screwed at home. (laughs) The only thing I would say, like I said, the only thing I would say is you are the coach of a, of the nat of a national football league team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. If I'm the Jags, I'm just coming out and saying, Hey, can you like, not make uh your yourself in the news for like stupid things like we don't want the j- people all eyes on the jags for like this this dumb stuff right here i mean that's the only thing i would say but other than the personal problems with his wife that's his that's his problem well i i, I think you made a good point i i could care less i mean uh what his wife and daughter i mean i leave them out of it they're not they didn't do anything. Leave them out of it. Um, they're the ones that are having to live with him. Right. But uh, as far as I go, I am more concerned at this point in time with how how that is going to affect the team. And I really don't think that it's going to affect them that much. Um, uh, he... He already had some credibility issues with his team, though. That's what makes me nervous. I I don't want this to become a a well. You know, if Urban Meyer got fired tomorrow, would it be because he wasn't coaching good, or would it be because of the scandal? That's what I'm saying. I'm not. Mm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's politically correct or morally correct none of that what i'm saying is if the average joe schmo who worked selling phones went up to his boss and said hey i cheated on my wife you're not getting fired for that i tell you you're an idiot but you're not getting fired for it he's not, <laughs> he's not, it's not gonna jeopardize your job but like i said what could jeopardize your job is now you made everybody stare at the organization in a negative way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, it makes sense. Mr. He was at home. He was. He went back home. He went out after the game. Whatever. So be it. Mister uh, Mister Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, came out and made his statement, which was basically. Uh, he should have come home with the team. That's about it. Um, he he. It should be noted he was at his own his own restaurant though. He wasn't and, just at some random, you know, strip club. He was at his own place. And and that's I, I think that that's a point that that nobody. Well, I don't know if it is though because he's he's the owner of the establishment. I mean, right. If you're in town where you own several restaurants, don't you think that you would go and stop by your investments? Yeah. So, you know, that, that I don't know. Uh, like I said, Mr. Khan basically has blown it off, but he's got bigger things to worry about because he is part owner of the AEW as yeah. well. Good thing good thing good thing I'm not a National Football League coach. Um uh I did I I loved what his I I loved what his wife wrote because she she was like, "Hey, we're all sinners." I'm like, "Well, yeah, we're human. We're gonna make a mistake at some point in time in our lives <laughs> and move on." <laughs> um that kind of brings us to baseball, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Baseball. Loaded weekend. Loaded I weekend. I don't even want to talk about last night. Hmm. 
Uh, my pick for the win. I I may have to. I may have to actually actually bow my head and and say I made a mistake picking the Red Sox. Maybe that was a. Maybe that was a. Uh, it was a deep down personal thing. Um. But at the same token, after watching the White Sox play, I think you're, you're, the team you chose to go all the way isn't going to go all the way. I think they're going to win the next three games against Houston. Mm-hmm. I think they're I think they're going to take care of Houston today and go back to the south side of Chicago and take care of business there. Um, I think they're the overall better team, all around better team. Another thing in that White Sox game, it just seemed like they were rusty it took them about three quarters of the game to get going they had seven runners on base after the seventh inning so mm-hmm. houston's bullpen is already horrible it's one of the worst it's one of the worst in the postseason um probably the worst out of the american league yeah it's got to be and i just think that the white Sox are too much for them i think they tack on early giolito's a nice pitcher going tonight the one thing i questioned was why Lance Lynn started game one? He's in, he's got a career 0-5, now 0-6 record mm-hmm. against the Astros with a 6 ERA. What is this what is what is this thing with MLB managers who just think that, oh, game one of the postseason, we gotta we gotta run our ace out there. Like that's just I remember when the Indians were in the postseason a while back, there was a couple times that I was calling for Corey Kluber to not pitch in game one. I, it's a, if you've noticed, if you've watched in baseball, there's a lot of uh, uh, old style play that, that still happens. And, and I'm not a big fan of it. It, You know, the, the right-handed better, left-handed pitcher, uh, stuff like that, you know, Get off the old stuff, get into the new stuff, and and see what happens. I personally, in a in a five game or a seven game series, don't want my best pitcher to go out there in the first game. No. I want my pitcher to go out in maybe the second game. Maybe even well, if it's a seven game series, second game is perfect because that puts him at the end of the rotation when if you make it to a game 7 i i think since it's the 5 game set and they can head back to chicago for games 3 and game 4 i know he's your ace i know he's been your horse all season long he does not pitch good in houston i would have saved him for game 3 you have got to expect as the road underdog in game one of the postseason that you have to put up runs in order to win the game anyway. If you only score one or two runs, you're probably going to lose regardless. That's the mindset you have to have going into that game, that you have to put up runs on the board. So keep your ace back because now what you did is you – now not only did you lose game one, you lost your ace as well. Yeah, sure, he could pitch game five if they got to that point. And maybe that's why they did it. But again, alluding back to the record, he's 0-6 now with a 6 ERA against the Strohs. Why do, you, why, why do we want to set him up to pitch game five? It's a... The Tony La Russa problem. Yeah, exactly. Not, not, a, not a Burley Gunner problem. Uh, well, I... But I do think they get the job done today. Lucas Giolito is... Is uh he's he I mean everyone that they have the whole the whole rotation can throw so I like Giolito tonight I think he takes care of Valdez. Mm. I just don't think that that uh, I just don't think that bullpen's very good at all. And also Giolito went nine innings earlier in the year. He went nine innings. The White Sox won ten to one, and he only gave up one run on three hits in a, in a complete game win against the Strohs where his offense boosted him 10 runs. Yeah. Uh, I think Giolito is a 
Well, Giolito, what what's his ERA right now? Two point I mean, I, uh, he's got a three five three ERA, but he does pitch better on the road. Okay, he's, he's got a lower ERA on the road. So, I mean, you got to assume that to note that game against the Astros that I just mentioned, the complete game, you know, three hitter, one run, eight strikeouts, dominant win over the Astros. That was in Chicago. I should note. Okay. Uh, yeah, I. I think I'll agree with you on 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 the White Sox winning tonight. I'm 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 not sold on on the White Sox making it uh, through this yet. Uh, Tampa Bay Red Sox. Uh, we we have Sales versus versus Baz. Uh, Shane yeah. Baz. Shane Baz has eight. He he's this kid's good. Uh, I think his I think his ERA was was two point oh two. The yeah, last he's only pitched I, twelve innings. Yeah, he's only pitched twelve or thirteen innings this year. But yeah, he is good, and he's 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 going to be supported by a, a a phenomenal raised bullpen. Yeah, he uh, he's a Texas boy, I think. Yes. Uh. I like the Rays here tonight again. I think they're going to sweep the Red Sox. I I think it's oh it's I don't think it's going to be a sweep though. Uh, I think they pull off the win again tonight. Um, to, uh, it'll be Sunday that the Red Sox start to start their comeback. Um, I think Sunday Sunday they play in Boston, don't they? They yes, do. It, they'll go, they'll go back to Boston, and I mean, like I said, they got Chris Sale going on the mound tonight. There's no listed pitcher for Boston uh, in this matchup on Sunday, but the Chris Sale thing, he's pitched nine and two thirds innings against the Rays this year. Mm-hmm. He's given up 16 hits in less than 10 innings of work. <sighs> mm. the, the Rays only scored three runs, but there were a lot of guys stranded, and I mean a lot. They're going to get after this guy tonight. The Rays are the better team. And Randy Arozarena, that guy is a phenom in the making. Did you see him steal home last night? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Um. Uh, Chris Sale is a, he's he's kind of on his downward swing of his career. He's what I think he's thirty. Okay, he's thirty two. Thirty two, three point one six ERA for the season. Uh, which is. Which is good until you look at his postseason stats. Um, did he play in the game? He had to have because he's got postseason stats. Who, who are you talking about? Oh no, 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 no. Okay, uh, Chris Sales. Sale. No, yeah, no, he has not pitched yet. He's pitching tonight against the Rays. Okay. He was actually was he was actually on uh in the hospital. He was released right before the playoffs started. Was actually thought about maybe missing the uh, ALDS roster. Mm. Um. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think. Uh, the Red Sox are going to win tonight, but I do think they will win in Boston. Uh, they haven't listed, like you said, they haven't listed the pitcher yet for Sunday's game. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Man, Tampa Bay is just so stacked, and I watched that game last night. I I was like, man. But there's no break. There's no break in that in that lineup. No. Every person that you're pitching to 
has the opportunity to 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 hit a home run. And there's probably six guys in that lineup that have more of a chance of getting a ball into play than than anyone else in the league. It's uh, Tampa Bay is just stacked. Um we have seen this before though. Tampa Bay has been stacked before and they've uh they've failed at winning the big game. So um we have all we have all eight teams playing today tonight, don't we? Uh Dodgers versus San Francisco. Game one of the NLDS. Do you agree with me? The West was the most exciting thing in in football and baseball. It really is. I mean, you look at, I mean, and you're talking about a, an NL West that had the Padres in there too. We all expected them to be fighting neck and neck, and we could have had the Padres versus the Dodgers in the wild card, which would have set this game up even 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 better but i mean you think of the dodgers all i'm gonna say is they better not lose this game or this series like you cannot lose this series to the giants the giants win total at the beginning of this year 75 that was what vegas had the projected giants to win 75 games the dodgers 102 the giants won more games than you already and i've heard nothing but from dodger fans well we don't care about the division we don't care we just get we're a world series team well now it's your chance to show it because you added mookie bets won a world series but that wasn't Mm -hmm. good enough then you had to go out and add the best pitchers in baseball one of the best shortstops in baseball not to mention the year before when you won the world series your current shortstop was most valuable player in the world series sure let's go add trey turner let's bring in max scherzer because walker bueller and clayton kershaw they're not enough with julio urias let's not forget about him one of the best bullpens in the league there is no reason the Dodgers lose this series. And if they do, I'm going to make a complete mockery of them. They have the highest payroll in baseball. <laughs> they were built to win this. They were built to win this division, to win this, the whole West, the whole World Series, the whole damn thing. They should win this series. Uh, I am sticking with my my prediction uh that i think while the dodgers are extremely strong san francisco is going to put them to sleep uh and we will have once again not only the second highest salaried team in major league baseball but the first highest paid team in baseball failed to make it to the world series uh bueller is bueller's incredible and uh his accuracy is is i i don't even know what to say he, he averages 95 miles an hour I mean, he, he's... That's an average. He, I mean, the Dodgers literally might have the two best pitchers in baseball with Walker Buehler and Max Scherzer. I mean, um, look, Logan Webb... Logan Webb's good. Uh, he averages about 92 miles an hour, a, a few miles an hour slower, but... Webb's also undefeated at home. Yeah. That's that's kind of the kicker with, with everything. Um you know, he, they, they both have winning records. Yeah. Uh, Bueller 
is 16 and 4 and and Webb is 11 and 3 uh you know but it, it, it this is my exciting game for the evening i think that this game is going to be really close uh and it could go either way this is it, going to i cannot i'll be up in the broadcast booth in Carrollton tonight I don't know if you've ever been there. I'll send you some pictures. This place is beautiful. They have, mm. like, I'm going to send you a picture, and you're going to think that I'm out in, like, Denver or something like that <laughs> because of just the, the scenic view from the press box. It's amazing. But I've got Salem and Carroll tonight, uh, Carrollton tonight on Q92RadioSports.com. You can listen to me and my partner on the play-by-play call. But, like, man, oh, man, if there was ever a night to have a running clock or a ground and pound two hour ball game. This is it because I need to be out of that press box around nine 30. So I could be on my way home watching this game. I'm going to have to watch it in the car for the first half, but I mean, man, I'm going to rush home for this one. I can't wait to watch the Dodgers and the giants. I wish it was the Dodgers and the Padres, but I mean, I think we'll get that next year. I, I, We'll see. We'll see. The Padres will be back. The Padres but, will be back. But the Padres have have enough of their lineup um, solidified for next year to where they're not going to hurt. Um, but, yeah. I think that's about all I have to say. No, it's not. I have one more thing to say. I have one more thing to say. Guess what that is? Take a guess. Take a guess. The uh, Medina Bees. Oh, 7-0, 7-0, 7-0, 7-0. I didn't know that their game against Menor was broadcast on national television. Watched watched it on ESPN. That I, I didn't did. didn't know that. I didn't it, know that. Um, if I would have recorded it. Well, you, you, can, you can go watch it online. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I saw clips of it. It's I mean that kid's pretty good. I'm not if gonna lie. I, I would if I were you I can't wait I, to do a game. If I were you, I would go watch that game because most likely you're going to be calling a bees game here <laughs> fairly soon. Sure. They're 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 going up against Brunswick, arch rival oh. Brunswick tonight. Uh, Brunswick's not not anything to slouch at five and two record. Um, they have not nothing. Tonight. They have not nothing tonight. for Baker Mayfield's replacement, Drew Aller. Excuse the, me. The best what did you, quarterback. Wait, 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 wait! What did you just say? <laughs> the best quarterback. In high school hey, football today, just, look at this. I'm actually getting up on my knees to look at you and go, yes, yes, yes. Drew Aller in a Cleveland Browns uniform, blowing Baker Mayfield are away. Are you calling for Baker Mayfield's replacement? Well, you're know, doing you're you're doing it with a senior it, in high school. It, it's four years away it's four years away the kids got to make it through he's got to make it through penn state first but i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry you've got a local boy a local oh, local man. boy who is probably the best high school quarterback in the nation Mr. Drew Aller. And if That's he doesn't, fine. if he, he doesn't. Go, he, he could go to Pittsburgh and, and take Big Ben's job when, he, when he's done with Penn State. If he does not go to Cleveland, he will most likely end up a New England Patriot with Bill Belichick and become the next Tom Brady. Oh, you know, I hope I hope you're right. That'd be great to see a local kid to come out and do this, but don't call for my quarterback's job. <laughs> in the end, he's probably going to end up in Cincinnati uh, replacing 
Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow has blown out his knee once again because he's got no protect protection. Uh, on that note, like anything else? Kids. Just like your two kids. Yeah, there's no protection. No protection. Um, no supplements needed either. On that note, everyone, uh, remember we've we've got the Four Chub Show every Thursday night. Uh, Great we've show. Got the, we've got the Great Burley show Gunner yesterday. Show every morning or as soon as I can get up and edit it and get it on the web. Uh, <laughs> been having a lot of trouble with that lately. Uh, on that note, anything else you got? Go Browns. That's hey. all I got to say. We're out of here, everyone. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.